0: Welcome back to another episode of Equality Sucks. I'm Bernard Marks, and I'm here with uh, co-host...
1: Corbin Dallas.
0: Thank you, Corbin. Uh, It's a wonderful name to be using for such a program. Hopefully some uh, listeners will know uh, where it's from.
1: My application for the multi-pass is in the mail. Yeah,
0: it's going to be one of those. Uh, So for this episode, we were sort of debating for a while what we wanted to discuss, and we decided, uh, I mean, it's not going to be specifically this aspect of it. We want to discuss college campuses and the culture more generally but but a, a specific question that i had cuz uh, i was doing some research and i was looking at the protests that are going on today and i was comparing it to the activity specifically weather underground in the 60s and the 70s and i noticed how much uglier today's protesters are when compared to those of the 60s and the 70s
1: uh, i think we just have like a lot more camera phones and shit you know like we're we're get we're able to get a nice clear picture of who what's happening here I mean, yeah, no, not to say that there weren't plenty of pictures being taken in the 60s or whatever. Just grainy pe- black
0: and white ones from the FBI. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, you know, like looking their best in their yearbook photo, but like three years after that yearbook photo. <laughs> the little comb, the little 60s comb <laughs> to
0: the side that they yeah. had with the hair. With the, Everything was with the hair.
1: exactly, corn fed in Idaho, but then they yeah. went to college, you know? Yeah. And
0: no, but I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, just the culture today of uh, camera phones and everyone being able to take a picture all the time, specifically in relation to how ugly today's protesters are. Right. So do you think that there were just as many ugly protesters in the 60s, or...?
1: I, I, I kind of think that today, ugly is a badge of merit, because it's another firm form of being a victim, you know? Yeah. Like, what are these beauty standards of society that we have today? You know, like, why should I conform to this beauty standard? I'm ugly. I'm a victim. And, like, I'm I'm ugly and proud of it, sort of. That's an
0: interesting point because you never really think about the fact that ugly can be its own sort of civil rights movement. I mean, in the 60s and the 70s, sort of, like, that unshave and having the long hair, the long beard, not bathing. That was sort of like the rock star look, which is what it still is today. That is sort of considered the rock star look. I bathe. I bathe. Yeah, well... (laughs) I do on occasion, but I'm there, so I have, I have less to impress. Uh, but, but in the 60s, it was sort of like going for that rock star look, you know? And, right. and today, that sort of look is considered attractive because it's known as the rock star look. You know, is he hot or is he homeless? Uh, but like you said, being ugly for a social justice warrior is like a badge,
1: it's, it's not, I don't think it's something that, like, if you were to, you know, ask them in a moment of privacy whether or not they'd continue being an ugly duckling or, you know, just what they imagine society is and have everything they want because they're beautiful. If you were to ask them that in complete isolation, they might tell you one thing and tell you something else, you know, to kind of prolong their victimology. But it's not just about being ugly. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, listen, a lot of the people that that happen to be successful, or or not successful, I don't want to say successful, but, you know, people that, like, kind of propagate themselves. And I'm not, you know, trying to get into, like, this weird, you know, like, you know, Propagation of genetics, you know, conversation. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, sure. I'm not. That's I'm a, hearing some, some, yeah. some words
0: here which are you
1: Margaret know, you a little did, cautious. I'm, I'm not when about Margaret genetics. Sanger and shit. No, yeah, no, I'm some, not about Some, not some eugenics that.
0: bullshit. I don't want to no, get into that tricky no. territory. Well,
1: what I'm saying is that people who generally, and dude, you can, you know, you can be ugly and still take care of yourself and people who take care of themselves generally are doing it for a reason. They're generally looking for a mate and they're generally looking to procreate and have offspring. And those are the people that we call normies. And normies are not good.
0: But on, on the college campus, just to sort of get back to the main topic, the broader topic that that we wanted to talk about, I mean, obviously this isn't anything new, the protests. No. Uh, I mean, we've seen that all before. And it's been worse. Yeah, it, it has been worse. I mean, people forget we we have a terrorism issue today. But there was a significant terrorism issue in the 70s. And, Host, and it wasn't. Hostage crisis yeah, and, and it it was, crises. And it was a terrorist issue. I mean, you want to talk about white privilege. That was the terrorism. It was white privilege. Right. When you look at the bombings of the government uh, buildings and government offices, it was conducted by middle class and upper middle class right. white people. If
1: you wanted to call somebody the intelligentsia, it was going to be the white guys. If you wanted to call somebody the soldiers, it was going to be the Panthers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But today, it
0: sort of seems like it, it's flipped around a little bit. I mean, if I mean, I guess the the main thing that I want to uncover and understand is college is supposed to be a center for education.
1: So, uh, according to who?
0: Just based in its own definition. You no, look. You what, look at a dictionary definition. Yeah, but you look at a.
1: I mean, it's a school. You look at a dictionary definition. But who wrote that dictionary definition? So what are you saying? I'm guys? saying that what we define as what a school should be, I'm I, this I'm and I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm saying what they're saying the definition of school is is some weird social contract came up with hundreds of years ago that has no fit for society in 2017 and what they think what what the general acceptance of what school is, academia, going to a college campus and debating and not having safe spaces, being exposed to extremely unsafe ideas, that's something that these people today don't think actually sh- should be. That's that's a definition of something some white dude came up with 450 fucking years ago. That's not what it should be. And they have a different definition of what it is. And they're working very hard, and they're achieving their goals and changing it.
0: And in- changing what education is And
1: changing be. what academia is, and changing speech, and... And, and changing the diversification of ideology. Like, it's it's a rough situation. It's a rough situation where you go from, let's say you have, and and I've heard this before, I, I, I can't source it, I, I forget. It's probably on some other podcast. But let's say you have like 40% conservative and 60% liberals. The space in academia is such, it, it, it's, it's formulated in such a way where that snowballs from 6040 to like 9010 in the matter of how about years. how about this for
0: for our for our listeners to be able to sort of put it in, in the real world perspective let's use the example of evergreen college mhm in terms of what happened there just to sort of do a recap you had there was a generally there was a once a year situation where the black students would not participate in school activities for a day right it was a day of absence mhm uh, what happened was they decided to do the opposite. Voluntarily, yes. Yeah. Then they decided to do a day where everyone else was forced to not be on campus. And it was said it was supposed to be voluntary, but anyone who didn't uh, participate was the, harassed.
1: I'm not like – and I'm sorry because I probably that's sure. just
0: – I'm sorry. That, that's just to sort of recap what happened. And this resulted in sort of students taking over the college campus, harassing teachers, harassing the, the faculty uh, for not – uh, willfully leaving campus right. when they were told to. Uh, specifically, white faculty and white students who right. didn't leave campus. Right. All right?
1: I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not one... Like, I, I, I've, I know in passing the Evergreen the situation over there. I, I have a, a faint understanding. I, I don't know if they were asking the white professors to stay home or demanding... The white professors stay home. Well, either way, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, Even if they were just asking ex- exactly. the way they reacted to one no, professors well, didn't.
1: Exactly. That's the whole point. They could have asked him. He could have said no. They could They could have asked him. He could have said no. And at the end of the day, they're the guys that are hunting his ass down, looking for what car is parked in the parking lot, You know, him having to relocate his family because he said no. He disagreed. And here's the problem with, with where we are in campuses and academia. It is no longer the place of, of, of cha- challenging ideas, exchanging ideas, debates. Now, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with intellectual laziness, the fact that they're not able to debate ideas, or maybe, I, I, or I, I just, I, I don't know where it's coming from. Well, listen, or is, now, it, is it just easier to just shut them down like where where, where does but it that's, come that's, from?
0: But that's sort of where we're seeing college campuses now I mean it's not just Evergreen but that's the examples we're seeing uh, things along those lines I mean we we were able to, to have the opportunity to attend college together for a few years right. we went to Stony Brook University out in Long Island yep. in New York State University of New York. yeah yeah we went to, to Stony Brook and I remember uh, even back then uh, sort of th- there was already inklings of subjects being taught that. Didn't really feel. I mean, it was it was basically like philosophical subjects. And I remember you were taking a gender studies class, which was required for you to How take. How can we forget, right? Yeah, and I remember uh, you invited me to go along, obviously to laugh at the curriculum because there's nothing more hilarious. Or than, at
1: least believe me that it actually existed. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. I wasn't because
0: the way you were describing it, where they were just discussing if Barbie had a penis or something. I don't remember exactly. But I did find it hilarious. And of course, I smoked a lot of weed in those days. So there's nothing funnier than a joint. And then then these, I mean, uh, now we get to see them quite often. What do you call them, transgendered? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call themselves now. Yeah. So I remember this gender studies class, you invited me to go along. And I remember how seriously, and this was a fairly large class. This was a fairly large class, at least 100 students. How seriously everyone was taking it, and I was stoned out of my mind, and I couldn't believe how seriously all these students were taking it. I mean, it, it sounded ridiculous, and I knew for a fact, like how many of them were actually transgender. Visibly, I could only see one, and she also happened to have the answer to every question. <laughs> yeah, she got. I mean, like, I you know. want to talk about a teacher's pet, you right. know? I
1: think she knew more than a teacher. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember that. I remember that it was a good, good, good I, place for me to. But. Uh, but the reason why I bring it up, what was our reaction to the class? Do you not remember? Um, it was kind of disbelief. I was more upset with the fact that, and, and this actually ca- like kind of ties into a, a, a previous. And by the
0: way, just to bring this into perspective, this was a good ten years
1: ago. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a while ago. It's not like it's not ago. like campuses were vast, you know. Vast no, kids windy. were still playing
0: hacky sack, trying to yeah, fuck each other. Yeah. Th- yeah.
1: That, that was happening too But it's You know Campuses have been You know Left the word for a while Yeah But uh, The the number one thing That kind of crossed my mind And it kind of goes back to like One of your previous episodes Is Things That sh- That sh- Like I understand The importance Of money Involved In In the actual institution Taking over A lot of the a- actual institution so for example like in like in your previous episode the media there has to be a balance between running a business and running a, an actual product of journalistic integrity there has to be the balance
0: you're talking I just want to interrupt just to sort of clarify the fact that
1: college institutions are a business that's that's where I'm getting at yeah and so like, that's that's exactly the point I'm trying to make there has to be a balance between I understand that universities cost money these professors and Hillary Clinton speeches cost a quarter million dollars a pop. I understand it, you know. Maybe.
0: By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. You mentioned Hillary Clinton, and that just threw a fork into my entire theory about today's protesters being uglier than before, because I've seen, I've seen, I've seen her student pictures. Indeed. I've seen her student pictures. Yeah, that's true. And and uh, Bill Clinton is a charming fella. Yeah. So so. Can
1: you imagine her taking a selfie, taking a shit like Lena Dunham? Yeah, that's, okay, so
0: there's my fork. So you're right, you're absolutely right. I apologize, I retract all previous statements. They were pretty fucking ugly circa 1967 yeah, they, as well. There
1: have always been you know, a certain a, a, segment of yes, the population, yes, let's say. Yes,
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to sound sexist, but, <laughs> but the, you know, some makeup's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, sometimes. And, and sometimes, because, you know, as, listen, as a you, dude, I need to groom, I need to shave, you know, I need to yeah. do stuff like that. But so. listen,
1: man, there's, you know, you can put lipstick on a pig like Nancy Pelosi and... You know. We're taking a silent pause just let <laughs> let everybody take a take, you know, Google Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I just gotta
0: say, uh I love pigs <laughs> and I think it's disrespectful and delicious. disgusting yeah. how you referred to Nancy Pelosi as a pig because you're doing a disservice. I apologize. A disservice. I've all, bo- po- a I've disservice. all pigs. If that pigs looked like Nancy bad. Pelosi, a lot more people would be kosher, believe you me.
1: <laughs> Islam, hmm, not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, they don't need pigs either, right? Yeah, it's ha- ha- haram. They, yeah,
1: they
0: <laughs> So, anyway. But the point is yeah. that
1: colleges also need to be able to, to, to have that balance. And I think what's happening is that... Yeah,
0: they're trying to segue that one back into <laughs> college campuses. Pig fucking Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton. It's really not that big of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> you To be quite
1: honest. With you. But colleges need that balance. And what's mm-hmm. happening right now is that colleges have a conveyor belt of nonstop incoming students that are getting subsidized either through federal government loans or a loan from a private bank that's just like, you know what, fuck it, let's just you know, make the, I mean, look, the, the, the bet has always been, let's throw loan money behind these kids so when they graduate, they're able to get a higher paying job with a higher tax base and are able to actually pay us. Let's, let's do that, that's the bet. The bet was that the fact that these kids are getting four year degrees or master's or doctorate degrees means that they're going to be able to pay back these student loans, and the government's happy about it because once these student loans get paid t- paid back, the tax revenue of somebody who's let's say a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer is somebody much higher than somebody who potentially went to technical school that's their that was their thought that was yeah, that was here, their gamble. Here's what
0: i'm seeing I'm seeing students studying subjects that I'll, I'll believe that they're legitimately passionate in. We're talking about these philosophical sort of gender studies topics, art history, all that. I believe these students are passionately in love with these subjects. And why not and have I, like
1: an idea about it? You, you, you know, should like have some that. kind of – I'm
0: not even saying that. People are allowed to have their passions. I know I have mine. I know what I do for a living. I know the field that I'm in, uh, the entertainment industry, production, film production, stuff like that. That's what I do. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to to have an income with with that profession and support my family. But I also knew just because I loved that profession, that industry, just because I loved that field, just because I studied that field to no end didn't guarantee an income. The only thing that would guarantee an income was me getting paid. And that's what I'm seeing is the problem. Students are taking classes that they're in love with, and colleges create these opportunities for students to study subjects that they can fall in love with. And they should because people need to broaden their horizons. They need to experiment with their brain in terms of Absolutely, education yeah. and information. And you know what? If someone does want to make a profession out of art history, they should have a right to. This Absolutely, is America. Absolutely, percent But
1: the problem is-, is they're not – putting it on themselves to make an and, income and he, from it. And here's the problem with things like big governments and bureaucracies and, and colleges is that there is no accountability. They get their revenue no matter what. The government gets their IRS tax revenue no matter whether they go over budget, under budget, spend on stupid shit. They get their money no matter what. Somebody like a college is gonna get their money no matter what. Oh, I'm sorry, you got your art degree and you didn't, weren't able to land your job to be able to pay back your student loans. Fuck you, pay me. Like, that's just how that shit works. There's no accountability. You know what would happen? If somebody, if something happened in colleges where it's just like, you know what? All these graduates aren't getting jobs. How about we stop paying the administrators of our schools until they start start getting work? How about that? Would that maybe actually force administrators to put out a product that helps p- train people to, for actual jobs? Maybe. Who the fuck knows? There's no accountability. There's no accountability in anything. And anytime there's no accountability, look at government pro- procurement contracts for the military. We're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on planes that are fucking even not airworthy. like They can't even fly. They can't do anything. We, we have a new aircraft carrier that we're going to build one of. And then we're going to start recommissioning aircraft carriers from 30 years ago because the one that we want to build is too expensive. You know, the, the, the procure like, there's no, and who got fired for that?
0: I don't know, but was he ugly?
1: No, what he did was, he didn't get fired, He's, he became, he, it, it just, you know, it goes straight from, you know, Admirals, right into the board membership of uh, Boeing, or, you know, Lockheed Martin, or Newport build, Shipbuilding Yards, or whatever the fuck it is, that's how it is, man, and there's no well, the money a, gets spent.
0: It's clearly all about just money getting spent.
1: Check out schools, check out public schools. Yeah, it's Where's the, the product? Thing. How much money are we paying for this product and what are we getting from it?
0: Yeah. No, I I definitely hear what you're saying and I can't say I disagree with you. That money is definitely a big issue here. But living within a capitalist system, what are the solutions? I mean, I I don't want to look at it because obviously people are seeing a flawed system. And they're immediately jumping to another system as a solution, that being socialism. Yeah, now, yeah. now, without jumping ship to a system that has proven time and time again to be horrifically dangerous, millions I mean, gen- geno- millions genocidally millions dangerous, what exists within the scope of the capitalist system well, that can sort of help it, fix this problem?
1: It's, it's truly, truly a philosophical question. Where one philosophically values the intrinsic individuality and and natural law of rights given to man, and the other ideology values the collective, doesn't value the individual. You know, you can go to Cambodia, you can go to China, and ask him yeah. out to uh, sacrifice twenty million people, and he'll tell you that there's sixty million more where that came from. Yeah. You know, th- th- it's it's just two separate ideologies and 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 if you look at something for, for example you're talking about reforming capitalism you could reform there's reform and there's the difference between reform and destruction annihilation Obamacare you could reform the United States healthcare system there are things you could do you could do tort reform you could do across straight uh, across state border insurance exchanges you could do Tons and tons of things that reduce their, you know how much malpractice insurance costs for doctors? Why do you think everything is so expensive? You know how much abuse there are in pharmaceutical companies asking for outrageous sums for research and development? There are things that you could do to reform the system. Obamacare didn't reform the system. Obamacare is a stepping stone that's meant to fail in order to get a single payer system. That's all it is, it's supposed to fail doesn't matter who it is, the Democrats or the Republicans. We're heading towards a single payer system, and 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 that's where we're at. That's that's the issue. It's it's y- you have to reform. You can't just totally deconstruct and reconstruct. And you know we have a pretty fucking good healthcare system. I don't know about you, but I see motherfuckers coming in from all kinds of countries getting treated at slow Sloan Catering and all these kinds of places and shit. I, nobody's flying a fucking fucking Venezuela for treatment. I promise you that shit. I sort of just want to hear...
0: I mean... Capitalism is a flawed system. We all know it. Uh, uh, Nature is flawed.
1: Well, humans. Humans. Humans are flawed. humans
0: are nature. But my question is... And that's... By the way, by the way,
1: sorry to interrupt you. The number one thing that you'll ever have to learn if you ever decide to, like, kind of get into any kind of political ideology or any kind of philosophy or human psychology or any of that you the number one thing that you have to recognize is that human beings are flawed and cannot be perfected they cannot be perfected cannot create create perfect human being they're flawed from birth through death and the best thing that you can do the best and the why the reason capitalism and free markets and and free market division of labor is the best system we have so far is because it takes advantage. It takes advantage of human failings. There, you, you, you know, I could also go from that tangent off into religion and why religion exists for the same exact reason. Humans are flawed.
0: Well, my theory is that politics sort of supplanted religion. Yeah, that's something we talk about so that, regularly. Absolutely. It, it's politics has definitely supplanted religion Absolutely. and everyone keeps looking for the messiah through, through the next candidate. But
1: that all has to do with the fact that human beings are flawed. Some people try to perfect human beings. You know who those people are? Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, drug dealers, Castro. Ca- well, drug dealers are trying just to just make money out perfecting people.
0: <laughs> well, listen, why can't you, you know, solve a solve a crossword puzzle and make some money at the same time?
1: That's true. Listen, I have you know I'll put it right there. I'll just yeah.
0: leave it right there. <laughs> Invalidating your point entirely. But, that, but that's trying to... I'm not just randomly talking about drugs. I obviously have a greater plan here. Uh, and that's to sort of bring together the fact that you went to college. Your college experience was to smoke some joints, you know, read some books. Amongst other things, Go to class. You know, it, it wasn't too eventful. No. But at any point, did you have the urge... And uh, without getting into anything too long, just just a simple answer. Did you ever have an urge to sort of go out and protest something? And I'm sure there were ideas and thoughts that you disagreed with very passionately. Obviously, anyone who's been listening to you knows that. But has there been any time that you had the urge to go out and protest
1: anything? If we, if I'll be honest with you, like I, I have a hard time remembering a lot of things in college, but one thing I will say is that I, I definitely never had the urge to go and protest anything anything so why do you think
0: and uh, i don't want, I always try to look at it from other people 's perspective also, so I don't want to entirely discredit even the people I disagree with to such an amount such as protesters and and even the violent protesters. So they're obviously as passionate about their ideas as we are just because they're acting out on it in a different way. I don't want to say that they're necessarily more passionate about it. But what is it do you think I, that I, drives them to act out the I, way they do?
1: I think I think, culture is playing a much larger role than it used to. And not to say that culture didn't play a large role back in the day. Of course it did. But I'm I'm also talking about culture and the age of mass media and the age of pulling you know a device out of your pocket and 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 having the entire world's information at your at your fingertips. I think seven like seventy years from now, they're going to be historians, and I've told you about this before. I I feel like they're going to be looking at this dawn of our internet age from like the late '90s into like. You know, around now into 2020-ish as one of the most interesting, fascinating sociological experiences of human history, where the world has increased in population, but decreased in so many more different facets. And it, the changes that are going to happen are no, I, we, we still can't really imagine it. It's, it's, but it's, I
0: mean, you can sort of say the same thing about 1950s America and post-World War II America in the late yeah. 40s, where it's sort of, there was prosperity. You right. know, like the communities, built communities like Levittown and Long Island, where the middle class boomed because people were able to afford a much better quality of living. But at the same time, that's also marks the point where we start seeing a decline in well, production, in quality of right. production. So it, it's sort of like an oxymoron.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. In, in the 50s, when we started seeing these booms of like these suburban towns, like Levittown, for example, yeah. Long Island, yeah. th- this was legislation passed in the U.S. government that was essentially trying to have veterans, trying to provide veterans of World War II with the domiciles, with homes. Yeah. Okay, do you think something like that would happen today? No. I think the closest we got was to Trump talking about veterans. And I'll be fair with you, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but as of tw- uh, February, um, January 30th, 2017, when this is taking place, the, the Veterans Administration is looking better than it did under Obama. Apparently.
0: Yeah, but... The fact is, just because it's looking better, you have to also look at where it it's was before. It's still garbage, before. yeah. It's still garbage. Right. Yeah, it's sort of, it could have been looking better no matter and, what, only because it became so publicized and, that someone had to step th- and in. And
1: by the way, by the way, how no matter how shitty it looks, and it looks fucking shitty, what do you think single-payer he- health care system is going to look like? Identical. But are way identical it, to identical And you
0: bring up a good point, because at that time, they were trying to help the veterans... the country was united but forget about that there was a draft there was a draft there was a draft they were giving they were helping soldiers when it wasn't an incentive to get people to enlist this was just good faith
1: well let's also let's also but right
0: now that doesn't even exist, and we don't have a draft system. Right. There's no. There's no so not incentive. Everybody's
1: not in it together, specific per, per se. No, I'm just saying
0: there's there's less of an incentive.
1: Yeah, because everybody's not in it for you know, like everybody would be like, yeah, I want a house. If everybody was drafted, but it's not but about. It's, it, it's, it's, it's not, not about
0: forget about draft. Like if veterans were taken care of in a way where you could get a house, where you could. I mean, I, they do have benefits. Yeah, they have It's not benefit. what it should be. But they do have yeah. benefits. But if it was much greater, you'd see people going into the military knowing that when they come out, they can come out comfortably
1: in Absolutely. the middle class. But that's honestly, that's, that's, that's a portion of it, man. There, there are other reasons for people to not want to get into the military. Like the, flight time, like the flight hours for our U.S. Air Force is so way down. Our, our Navy is the size of World War I Navy. Our rules of engagement, I don't know if Trump's changing them. He has the ability as the executive. But our rules of engagement were, you don't shoot until you get sh- fucking shot in the face. That's when you start shooting. You know, That's, those are other reasons for people to not join the military. The, yeah, once you get out of the military, you also become a bum, That's, that sucks. And you're fucking anti, and you're depressed and shit, you can't get the medication you need, hmm. you can't do any of that, that, sh- that sucks afterwards. But if you get through the fucking tour alive because you're being underfunded, or your rules of engagement are fucked, that's a that's a different story altogether.
0: You just mentioned two topics I love, and that's bums and people getting shot in the face, <laughs> and I think it's something we should pencil in for uh, the next time we have a chance to sit down and chat. This was uh, a great a great time. I mean, I, I speak with you almost every day, and we, oh, yeah. we discuss these things every day. But it's not so often we have a chance to discuss it in the way knowing people are going to be listening and, and sort of uh, picking at. The, the the opinions that we're throwing out there. Yeah. So you you didn't get uh you didn't get too insulting, you know, no, you yeah, tried to keep I it tried, maybe next time tried. you'll you'll shed another layer of that onion, you know, and hope, call you know call some people out.
1: Yeah, well listen on hope, some
0: despicable despicable things.
1: Hopefully people don't take what anything we say for word value and actually try to research some of this shit. That's like the most important thing.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, regardless this this is a piece of entertainment and it's not to to downplay it it's just to yeah. sort of say if you heard anything interesting you should go out and research it because yeah. that's the and way we act and if you we think act. we're
1: wrong man I'd like you to disagree so I can we're respond wrong to
0: about it we a lot of stuff I just spent about an hour calling people ugly you know and other people attractive listen Weather Underground you know they were despicable human beings but they had some cute chicks over there you know mm-hmm. Uh, it would be nice if, you know, I turn on the news right now and they say some sort of college campus was taken over by a group of students and they didn't all have, like, half of their heads shaved, you know, the other half dyed well, pink well, and, and, like, rhinoceros horns oh, through cool. their nose, well, you they, know? Well,
1: they can't get too ugly because, you know, most of their male membership is there just to fuck them. Yeah, but they're,
0: they're not even men anymore. You know, now now we're, you're, you're sucking me into a whole other thing and, uh... And I'm going to leave that for another time. So, th- yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll check back in with you next time.
1: Peace, Peace out, guys.
0: So long.